today. Sally's going to take a look at the current travel situation and just see the best way you can deal with things that are going on at the moment. Certainly, uh, the travel situation is certainly um, in an interesting state at the moment, and it's important Mm. for us to keep up with what's happening. Air travel is one of the areas that's been really well, much Mm. impacted by the. Yes, well, not decimated, but you could say, like, eventually, with what's going to happen after um, today, like, I think today was the last day that overseas visitors or returning, you know, people coming from overseas could come into our country. Mm-hmm. Um, Australians, of course, can still come in, but having said that, there is reduced commercial capacity. So you really need to get onto it, you know, and as quickly as you can to secure seats to get yourself home. So we're thinking about people who might have family members um, or, or... Even just themselves. Like themselves. If they, they might, I've got a few friends who've had to cut their holidays short. You know, they want to make sure they get home as quickly as they can before our borders are shut even to us. So you, mm. this is the whole thing. You really need to try and get back in here before the end of the month. So mm-hmm. that doesn't give you a lot of time. It's about 11 days left, but um, you should be working. I mean, if you've booked independently, well, then you're obviously you're going to have to look at your airline, um, preferably their website, which they will be updating because, as you can imagine, Jane, the phone lines are clogged up to the bilio. Um, unless you're travelling like soon, within 24 or 48 hours, they're saying, please don't call. Um, you know, look look at their website to update you um, if it's an urgent or emergency. Um, obviously, if you've got a travel agent, we're all there to help. That's a whole idea, you know. So if you're overseas, contact your agent at home. I mean, these days it's not expensive. You can Skype, you can WhatsApp, you can whatever. You, there's ways that you'll be able to contact, email, whatever, and they will then be able to assist you because obviously travel agents are getting updates all the time as well. Um, of course, we're not just getting airline updates. We're getting, ho- you know, hotel updates, event updates, you know, museum updates, um, tour updates, shipping company updates. So, you know, it's if you've booked through a travel agent, I would suggest that's just the one call you have to make and let them do the work for you. I mean, that's what we're here for, to here to assist you, whether it's in good times or bad. So, you know, please, please do that. I mean, we're more, more than willing and able to, to do that for you. Um, but just, I think, some of the myths about air travel and what you actually need to do at thirty eight to 40,000 feet to stay as virus free as possible. Um, and it isn't through air in the plane cabin that it's spread, believe it or not. It's still by keeping your hands clean throughout the flight. So because in an aircraft, they are recycling the air frequently. So you've got better air quality than you would have in, a, in an air-conditioned building or anywhere else you choose to go. You, you'll get better air quality. So don't think that you're going to get it through the air. You're not. That's an, another myth. The virus, you mean. The virus, <laughs> right. yes. Um, but obviously on an aircraft, handrails, lavatory handles, levers, are notoriously dirty. You've still got your... Tra- Even though they're going through cleaning it, you've still got people getting up and down, moving around, and they're going to be touching. So they're suggesting you take your own sanitised wipes. You know, you, you wipe down your television screen, you wipe down whatever you're using, you know, wipe down handles as you go. Um, bring a small hand sanitizer, obviously, on board. You can't keep getting up to go to the toilet to wash your hands all the time, like we're saying, wash your hands. But obviously, using your sanitizer would be a much simpler, easier way when you're on a plane. 
So it's really through a person that you're going to get this disease and the contact. This is why they're saying don't touch your face because it's the droplets that that person sneezes or coughs that you might then inhale or then get on your fingers and you touch your face. And we're all guilty that we touch our face a lot. I know I do. I have very sensitive eyes that get scratchy and itchy and dry and I rub them. So I've got to try and think and stop myself from, from doing that. You know what I mean? So it isn't easy. You think about it, but I guess we all must touch our face so many times a day. So, yes, it's back to, back to doing the simple things. So the air supply, they say, is guaranteed to be actually 99.97% or better free of viruses and other particles. So in other words, don't be concerned about air travel. No one has caught the coronavirus through actual air travel. They were already infected before they got on board. So this is where, you know, just, just think you can still fly. It, it, you know, it is okay so long as you know that you're okay. And hopefully that anyone who's also in the plane also on the plane is okay. Um, and they suggest, you know, obviously stay obviously your meter if that's possible. But being on a flight yesterday from Adelaide to Sydney, I can assure you a meter is quite easy. The planes are not full, and our son is a pilot for Virgin. He's saying they're getting thirty percent no shows. And you might get two or three people off the no-show. So, look, your planes are not going to be full domestically anyway. Obviously, the ones coming into Australia, yes, because they're limited. See, Qantas has already cut back on routes. So they're, they're putting as much route, much availability out there as possible. But if you're somewhere remote, that's going to be more difficult to get home than if you're on a regular route. Okay, so you might find it a little bit harder to manoeuvre to get yourself home. To NURFM. We're talking travel with Sally Lucas and uh, more on air travel, Sally. Yes, well, firstly, just with our own carrier, I guess, you know, we're very closely affiliated with our dear Qantas, but um, Qantas and Jetstar international flights from Australia will be suspended from the end of March till at least the end of May, they're saying at this stage. More than 150 aircraft are going to be grounded, which is quite phenomenal when you think about it. Um, With regard to domestic, they're looking at maintaining the essential domestic, regional and freight connections as much as possible, but they're suspending around about 60% of their domestic flying again until at least the end of May. Um, So again, you'll need to look on their website. If you go onto their website, there'll be links again to find route by route of, you know, what's available, what's not. Um, Also, they do have call centres that you can go to as well. Um, And again, they're asking not to do it, though, unless you're travelling, you know, within the next 48 hours. So check online unless it's really urgent. urgent. Or, as I said, if you've booked through a traveller, agency or a third party website go try and them. go through them mm. to just try and free up their lines because they are trying to help as much as possible and trying to get people you know get their aircraft to get people back in here that's that's the main thing to try and assist them in coming home um, so regardless of um, health age or destination they're saying um, of course we're not allowed to travel overseas at this time and we're closing borders to all travellers except with the exception of residents and citizens from 9pm today. Um, so Australians already abroad who wish to come home have been told to return as soon as possible as commercial transport options are becoming limited and Australian citizens and residents will be required to self-isolate from 14 days from their date of arrival. Um, there are more details on the Australian Border Force website. There's lots of websites with lots of information including as we've talked before about Smart Traveller. And when you go on to Smart Traveller, they will also then give you a link 
for example, to the World Health Organisation, to our own health organisation, to the Australian Border Force website, um, the Department of Health, as I've mentioned. And look, there's heaps and heaps of information there that will really update you all the time about, you know, the gatherings, you know, who is doing that, who's not. Tasmania now and Norfolk um, have closed their borders and all non-essential travellers into Norfolk are required to self-isolate again from 14 days, the same with Tasmania. Um, All Australian airports remain open, however, but there are, of course, major disruptions to flight schedules as a lot of the airlines are grounding fleets, of course, as well. And the airlines are pretty empty, though, I can say as well. So the airports, rather. So, And also, you've got to be careful if you've got, like, for example, a shuttle book or something like that. They're saying it's costing them money, and if there's no people to come in with them, it have been an automatic shuttle running every 40 minutes. That might not happen anymore. So if you were sort of booked into a hotel where you use the shuttle, you know, to get to the airport, one of them, one of the airport hotels, and you're coming back in two weeks later, assuming that your, that your shuttle might be there, it may not be. So please make sure you've got the hotel phone number with you of where you're staying so you can ring them on arrival and find out. They might say, look, sorry, the shuttle is not running at all anymore, or it might only be running on limited departures, or you might even have to grab a taxi. But having said that, you would think even the taxi drivers aren't going to be getting very many fares at the moment. And in just an incident yesterday, I'll quote you, we were staying at the Pullman at Sydney Airport and a gentleman we were talking to came in after us. He couldn't get a shuttle and um, so he got a taxi and the fare on the taxi um, fare thingy, you know what I'm saying? Meter. <laughs> Meter, thank you, <laughs> said $7.70 and he wanted $35. Right, and he said, so I, and he of... said, I'm not getting any fares. I've been sitting here for three hours. And the guy said, I'm sorry, it says 770 on your meter and that's what you're getting. Mm, um, yes. So, you know, let's hope they don't do this. I mean, everyone's suffering. Yes. But, you know, you just need to be sure of what you're doing now when you're coming back into the country to put things in place that you can get to where you need to if you've got to pick up a car or get to a hotel or, or whatever. So, And it's always a good idea to have the phone number of the next always. port of call or next exactly. hotel, the Ex- next yeah. whatever. Whether you have it in paper or whether you've got it loaded onto your phone or, you know, in a folder or something, but please do that. Um, you know, we've talked about this again that that it's you know what what symptoms should you look out for which they say are the flu-like symptoms of course it it is mainly a respiratory thing so it's coughing or sneezing and having a cold so obviously if you anyone like that near you yeah do a fast retreat (laughs) um you know they're saying the masks don't help you obviously a lot of people are still wearing them though unless you're really near someone you know, mm. it's really, if you've got something, you're protecting yourself from giving it to somebody else. That's the main yes. thing, I guess. Yes. If you you've, think you're maybe a little bit at risk, even if it's only just a common cold, because it's very hard to determine which it is. Yes. We're coming onto that season with, you know, changes of temp and, and you get those sort of things anyway, don't you? So it's, uh, it's a hard time of you for this to happen because we're getting all a little bit confused, I think. <laughs> And we are talking travel with Sally Lucas. Um, so much going on at the moment, Sally. Um, yes, there is so much going on. <laughs> it's yes. hard to keep on top of it. I'm flicking through bits of paper here thinking, oh, no, which bit should I talk about? But um, yeah. one I thought I would mention – oh, well, before I get on to that one, sorry. Some of the um, wholesalers and airlines, what they're doing now, rather than you ringing, say, their normal number, go onto their website like I've been suggesting first because they will often have now new phone numbers that they've set up specifically to deal with this crisis. So just one here, for example, Viva Holidays has got three different lines you ring depending on what 
part of their company you know, you're travelling, whether it's a cruising section, whether mm-hmm. it's the Australian or whether it's the overseas. And then you'll also get three options if you're departing within 24 hours, within seven days or even longer. So, yes, go onto these websites, as I said, first, or through your travel agent, but whatever, and they'll direct you as well. But, yes, try and avoid the, the, the calling. I think that's the main thing we can say at the moment. Free up their lines so they can do what they need to do to keep their business running and to keep their staff informed and you know, to eventually keep all travel agents and everyone else informed about what's what's happening. So if you could do that, that would be wonderful. Um, also, another thing we got here oh, recently, it was only earlier this week, um, in Nepal, they've, uh, their Department of Immigration has announced it's closed all land-based entries into Nepal um, for the period from now through to the end of April. That's that could, of course, get extended. But um, so entry is only permitted via their airport, and for that same period, it won't issue any tourist visas on arrival to any foreign nationals. Um, those entering on any existing tourist visas must also show a valid swab test PCR certificate completed no more than seven days before their entry into Nepal. And then they've also got to have the 14 days quarantine as well. Mm. So um, obviously, again, this is something you need to check on all the time because it is a changing society at the moment as to what's happening each day. So, And technology is really important for it us is. at the moment. Um, mm. Smart Traveller has lots of information and links. Yeah, for us, site. I think the smarttraveller.gov.au, and as I said to you, has got so many links there. And one of them is, for example, advice for Australians living, working or studying overseas. So not the tourists that yes. we've just talked about, but we've got people who are based overseas or who at colleges, unis, you know, etc. Um, so... Apparently they said what you've got to do is decide what's right for you. You've got to either decide maybe where you are, that you're safer there, depending on where you are, of course. Um, And what you need to know is, you know, your departure options, though, are reducing. That's what you've got to remember. So if you're thinking of coming home, you really must act swiftly because the options of getting home are getting less and less. Um, Even though I'm saying domestically the planes are very full internationally, I'm sure, Um, even though some of them are empty, but for the ones I'm talking about returning into Australia, for us getting home, we have limited capacity now coming into our country. And unknown demand at this stage. Well, that's the whole thing. We really don't know. So so if you're an Australian citizen, permanent resident or immediate family, of course the travel ban doesn't affect you, but you've still got to undertake the 14 days of self-isolation. That's the main thing, no matter where you've come from. That's the important thing you've got to realise. So, yes, if you've got someone at home, if you're coming back and you haven't lived here for a while, make sure mum and dad have stocked the pantry up for you, got the wine cellar going, um, got some games for you to play, uh, maybe a, a yoga app so you can do a bit of yoga or a Pilates app. Um, look, just think of all the time you can have to yourself that you've never had before. Think of all these wonderful things you can do. You know, you can catch up on Stan and Netflix and um, run around the backyard, go for a walk around the block, go for a walk along the beach, just be a metre away from somebody. So, look. You don't have to actually, you know, completely just live in a box, (laughs) live in a box, you know. Um, So, yeah, I mean, you've just got to try and stay in touch. Use technology again. Yeah, Skype, talk to your friends, your WhatsApp, whatever. Stay in touch, you know, so you're still being social, Mm. even though it may be Mm. at a distance. We still need that social interaction. I think that's really important. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Rundown. Yes. And, um, yeah, it's always good to know how, how processes work so we can act within them. And that's Talking Travel for today. Thank you, Sally Lucas. Thank you, Jane. And we'll be with you next time. 
Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.